You're listening to the Jewish Living Podcast. I'm Rabbi Nachum Math. Today's topic is, in a certain way, um, the most important, of the most important, if not the most important uh, topic in all of the laws of brachas. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the laws of brachas, uh, different types of brachas. We talked about bread. We talked about grains and mizonos. We talked about vegetables, ha'adama. We talked about fruits and ha'ets. We talked last week about shahakol, which is sort of the catch-all for everything that doesn't go into any of those categories. We talked about hagafen, the bracha that we recite on wine and grape juice. That, and those are great, and that's amazing. The question is, is that oftentimes we eat foods that are comprised of things from multiple categories, right? We have things that are hadama and ha'ets. They're mizonos and shahakal. What bracha do you make on mixtures? This is what we call ikr and tuffle. Ikr and tuffle. Ikr means primary, tuffle means subordinate. And the general rule, the general rule in one sentence, which is not going to be such a helpful sentence, as you'll see why in a moment, is that when you have something that is considered subordinate to the primary, the halacha is you're generally speaking going to just make the bracha on the primary food and the subordinate food does not need its own independent bracha. Okay, so if you have some kind of combination, if you're eating food that's somehow a combination, the bracha you make is just on the primary food and you do not need to make a second bracha on the subordinate food. Okay, even though there are different categories. One was a vegetable and one was a fruit. The halacha is you just make one bracha and it fulfills the subordinate bra- The subordinate food gets carried along with it, right? Terrific. That sounds simple enough. The question is, is going to be what's considered a primary and secondary? What's considered primary and subordinate? And how do you determine which one is primary and which one is subordinate? And this is where we get into the rules of ikr and tafel. I wouldn't say they're complicated. They're not, it's not complicated. You just have to have a little bit of a, a, just you have to be mindful of them. So I'm going to give that as a warning or as an, uh, as an introduction. And one other very, very important introduction as we go through these sets of rules. The other really, really important, um, I think, hakdama introduction is you will see in the laws of Iker and Tuffle with these primary and subordinate uh, foods and brachas, You'll see that a there's a matter of disagreement all the time, and 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 the, well that's you'll see a lot of disagreements. The reason for that is the rules are actually for the most part pretty straightforward. For the most part, they're somewhat nuanced, but they're pretty much not terribly disagreed upon. What what where things get complicated is an application because we're going to see primary and secondary almost or primary and subordinate almost by definition is going to be a matter of opinion and practice. And it might change from one community and culture to another community and culture, or from even if it's in the same community and culture, it might really differ on how different people see different things. So I'm going to tell you how I practice and how I've been taught and what I typically do, but I kind of just want to flag that. You'll almost by note, does that make sense? Primary and subordinate, well, what's primary and what's subordinate? We're going to see it's going to be a, a, a matter of application. Okay. Am I getting blank faces or is everyone... 
Okay, hopefully everyone's with me. So here we go. When we talk about Iker and Tuffo, when we talk about food combinations, we're going to really divide them into two major categories. They're going to be, there's going to be another small category off to the side, but practically in our lives, we're going to be dealing with two different types of concepts. They actually, after all the dust settles, you'll see they're actually very similar when you actually think about them. But in terms of teaching them over, I want to divide things up into two. And this is the way it's a lot of the books, you know, I'm actually fine for, for this set of, of uh, halacha. I actually find Rabbi Bodner's book to be the most helpful, much more than the art school. That's what I've always found. And really, if you want to know, for those who are studying at home, it really comes, you have to study it very carefully in Shulchan Aruch and the Mishabura Tzimin Reishud Beis. You also have to study, you know, a couple other simanim really well. They're not that long. We have to study them really well. I want to divide things up into two types of categories. Okay. So we've got to keep these in mind. Category number one is what I would call is a mixture, a single, what they call it, a single entity mixture, which means it's a one food made up of multiple ingredients, okay? One food made up of, you know, a bunch of ingredients. You make macaroni and cheese. It's really one food. It's got pasta. It's got cheese. It's got whatever else you're putting into it, some spices, it's got you know, butter, it's whatever, but it's really like one entity. You take the one thing of pasta and it's got all your cheese on it. You, you know, does that make sense? That's a single entity. There are other types of things, which we're going to see are really not single entities. It's really two separate things. You're just kind of eating them together. But it's not like one, it's not the idea isn't like, it's like it's one food with multiple ingredients. It's really two foods. You just have to be eating them together. Good example. You put, I'll put a good, this is going to be a very good example as we'll see in a moment. Let's say I love, if you've been to my house, I do locks. I do this homemade locks that I love. I love eating that locks. A lot of times I'll take that locks and I'll put it on to a cracker. You know, I'll put it on top of a cracker. I'll put it on top of a rice cake. They're very good on rice cakes, by the way. Very good, especially on sukkis. Um, you, you know, if you're out of a sukkah, they're very good. And I'll eat it. That's not two ingredients of, you know, making up one dish. Those are two separate things. There's a rice cake and then there's lox, salmon. I just happen to be eating them together. But does everyone see that? Like, I think intuitively we could see that's not macaroni and cheese. That's not a chulent. That's not a soup. Right. Those are two. They're, they're not mixed. They're not cooked together Two separate foods eaten together. So we're going to divide those. The, the laws, the halacha actually is going to be different in these two cases, but it's not that different. You'll see why as we go through everyone with me so far. Two different categories. Let's start with category number one. Um, a single entity, meaning it's one thing. There's multiple ingredients in one thing. So. First, let's determine if it is a single entity, you know, you know, where do you draw the line between a single single entity mixture versus two foods that are just eaten together? What's the dividing line? It's a little tricky. And that's where I said, again, it's a little bit going to be subject to, to interpretation. But here's roughly speaking um, what, the, what the criteria are. Number one, if it's really just, they always talk about it's just one mass. It's one thing. The classic example, you mix Seltzer with orange juice. Now you've got like, can you show, distinguish between the orange juice and the seltzer? 
it's 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 one thing. It's a or a better example because seltzer and orange juice have the same bracha. What about grape juice and seltzer? Okay, grape juice and seltzer. You're again now you've you really got you know one. Okay, that's a better example. Wine and seltzer. Wine and seltzer would be a good better example for what we talked about last week. It's clearly one new entity because it's clearly been mixed up. Another example, so there are really three criteria. Number one is like liquids that are just mixed to one another are totally mixed. Things that are cooked together. Cooking in Judaism is always a way of turning things into one happy family. You cook something together. Think of a chalent. That's always like a yeshiva guy example and anything that comes in in loss of brachas or foods. Chalent, you've got barley and beans and potato and meats. Think of uh, any casserole. It's, you've got multiple ingredients cooked together. Another example, even if it's not literally mixed, you know, liquids mixed together, nor if it's cooked together, but if it's just things that are chopped up into pretty small pieces and mixed together, such so that usually this is the criteria that the halacha gives. If you were to use one spoon or one fork, you're going to get everything in one spoonful. Okay. An easy example would be like, let's say, um, well, be a good example. Certainly like an Israeli salad for sure, right? It's, the, it's, it's not cooked together, but they're little pieces really chopped up pretty, pretty finely together. Regular salads probably also fit that, that example. A fruit salad, right? You might have apples, pears, melons, things that are different brachas, but you're taking a spoon and you're going to get multiple things in one spoonful. They're not cooked, but they're, they're chopped nice and small enough that you're getting them together in one spoonful, okay? Does everyone know what I mean? That will be the de- definition of a single entity. Terrific. So now we have a single entity f- food. The question is, is what bracha do I make on it? Good? Question so far? Everyone with me? What bracha do I make? So it goes like this. There are going to be three layers that you ha- of, of rules, okay? There are three criteria. A, B, then C, in that order. Number one, if one of those things is a mizonos, if it's a grain product, so then we're going to say the bracha on this single entity food is a mizonos. Period, hard stop, with a couple of caveats. <laughs> so for example, let's go back to my original example, a challenge. You've got meat, you've got potatoes, you've got... Rice, let's oh, let's keep the rice out of there. Meat, potatoes, onions, and barley. Barley is a grain product. It's all cooked, assuming there's a nice amount of barley. There's a barley is cooked together. You're gonna, you know, take one spoonful, you're gonna get it all, all in together. The halacha is the bracha on chalent, assuming it's barley, will be mizonos. Everyone walk home. Okay, because barley is mizonos. Despite the fact it's a grain product, despite the fact that there are other things in there, meat, which is a shahako, potatoes and onions, which are ha'adama, those are vegetables. Because there is a grain product in there, it turns into a mizonos. That's all you make, no matter what, period. Okay. What happens if you just got a spoonful and all you got was a potato in that spoonful? Doesn't matter. Because it's viewed as a new, the, the way it should be viewed is if it's cooked together, it's really mixed together, like a good way of looking at it, it's a new entity. 
and it's a Mizonos entity, and that's it. Okay, that's how we view it. Now, there are a couple of exceptions, very important exceptions to this rule. Number one, when we say Mizonos, we really mean the five grains. Wheat, barley, rice, spelt oats. I said that too fast. Wheat, barley, rice, spelt oats. I'm coming to exclude rice. Rice does not get this superpower, right? Rice in this regard is just like anything else. So you wouldn't have this number one, right? We said the number one rule, if it's Mizonos, that's it. Then it's the single entity thing, it's a Mizonos. Not if it's rice. It has to be really wheat, barley, in our example of of, um, of a chalent, rye, spelt, or oats, okay? Number two is that the, the this grain is being used in a significant way, meaning it's actually being used for sustenance, to give this new dish, you know, um, you know, to actually to be filling or flavor, or it's actually really part of the actual dish, as opposed if it's being used almost incidentally. You're not really using it for its real properties to, to you know, add barley to a chalent, for example, but it's just being used for another, for a smaller thing. So for example, one of the examples they classically give, if it's used as a binding agent, an example of that might be gefilte fish. Sometimes in, I'm sorry, we're using really Jewish foods here, but it's a good example. Sometimes in gefilte fish, they'll add a little bit of wheat to thicken it up or matzah meal or something like that. That's not really considered using it in a significant way. You're not, we don't really want the wheat. You don't really want the, the I'm sorry, the wheat, the flour. You don't really want it in there. You're, you're just using it for its, you know, properties. That doesn't count. Okay. Did that make sense? So if it's used as a thickener, like sometimes, what do they call that in a, in a soup? A roux? Right? A roux? Isn't that like a, they use that in like Louisiana cooking, I think. It's like you use a roux. It's made out of like a wheat, uh, a, a flour reduction of some sort. That doesn't count. That's not really, uh, I don't know about roux. I think, I don't know. Roux might actually have flavor, right? You're actually using the, the flour. I don't know what a roux is. But if you're using, let's say, in other soups, they'll add some flour just to thicken up. I don't know. Sometimes in uh, you want to add, you want to thicken up the soup. You might put in some flour in there. You're not really using that for for giving it like sustenance to give it bulk. You're just using it to, to thicken it up. It's um, that wouldn't count um, if it's a binder. The other thing that they sometimes give as an example. This isn't one of these things. It's harder to hear, but this is what people do. Is a lot of times if it's just used as a coating as a coating on something really so so a classic example will like be fried fish or sometimes like a fried schnitzel sometimes there'll be flour in the batter but people are often not putting the flour in the batter really as an ingredient it's just there to prevent it you know to help the cornflake crumbs uh stay together so in that type of scenario that's not what we're talking about Okay, so it's when the flour or wheat product or barley product is really being used to enhance substantively as an ingredient, the single mixture. Am I making sense? Good. All right. Are you looking up what a roux is? I don't know. Oh, you got it. <laughs> um, it's the name given to the cooked mixture of butter and plain flour that thickens and forms the base of various sauces. Right. Okay, so I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure it could be that's, I don't know if it's just used, ruse or just thickeners, uh, or, or if it actually is used, I think it might actually be a flavorful 
type of thing. So I'm, I'm going to stay out of out of ruse. Certainly not my um, not my uh, area of expertise. So it has to be used in a significant way. Um, so again, if you have a single entity food that has uh, it, it's single entity, if one of the ingredients is mizonos that's being used in a real substantive way, it's a mizonos, and everyone walks home, and that's the bracha. And by the way. Practically speaking, chalin. If you're not washing, you're just having chalin. The bracha on most chalins is a mizonos, and that's it. What about the, the potato? What about the meat? What about mizonos? Full stop. Walk home. If it's a rice chalit, to our friends who don't eat barley in their chalin and only put rice, different story. Okay, it's going to be a different story. So what do you do if there's no barley or, or, or flour or grain product? The next criteria, again, criteria number one on a single entity food is mizonos. Criteria number two is, is there a preferred food? In other words, is one of the ingredients here clearly what you prefer? You want, so for example, I, I don't know, let's say you have a, a good example might be a uh, like a, a stir fry of some sort. You have some kind of stir fry with beef. So Again, I, I I don't know, but probably for most people, it's really the beef, and you put the broccoli in there just as as an enhancer. But really, your main thing that you want to eat is the beef, presumably. Uh, maybe that's what probably most guys would say. I don't know. I mean to be sexist there, right? But it, it it might depend on on your preference, and it really would. It, it it would be a personal preference. It's like I'm really eating the meat. The broccoli there is nice, and all the other stir fried vegetables or whatever might be in there is great. But I'm eating the meat. Now again, you notice I didn't do like a lo mein, a pasta would change it then it would be a mizonos. But if let's say you did just a stir fry, or let's say it's rice, what's that called? Like a, some, you had rice with, you know, something else. So then again, it, it would be, what are you really trying to eat? Is it just rice with beef and you're really eating the beef? I want the beef and I just have the rice as, as you know, kind of a filler. So then it would be a shahakal in that sense, in that situation. But Robert, may I ask a question? Yes, <clears throat> So from our Zoom friends. So if if we're talking about um, a Chinese stir fry sort of thing with with meat and vegetables, and and the thing you really want to eat is the beef, so you say a shakol, but where does that leave the vegetables? Because I thought the the, the hadama would have like going back to what we talked about last week, where there's a hierarchy of brachot. Very good, and that's why this is amazing. Despite the fact that there's a hierarchy, except for mizonot. Despite the fact that there's a hierarchy, if it is really a single entity vet food, so assuming again it's a stir fry, which you know it's it's, it's you're talking about small-ish types of pieces where you're eating multiple things in one spoonful. Despite the fact, to your point, Lauren, that hadama is a higher order bracha. If your real goal is I'm eating meat and there just happens to be vegetables here in this stir fry, it's still a shahakal. Okay, that's which is an amazing. That's a very that, which is, again, why this is a cool set of halacha and very practical. And by the way, let's say a person says, I want to be extra religious and make a bracha on the vegetables, right? That's a no-no. That's what would probably be a bracha lavatala, a bracha in vain. You don't make the hadama in that case. There's no point in making the bracha on that vegetable because, again, the, the way it's typically understood, it's a new food. This is not vegetables with meat. This is a stir fry. 
It's a new thing, a Bria Bifneyatzma, it's its own creation. And the bracha on this type of thing is we follow the ikr, we follow the, the primary food. And because you really want to eat the meat in this situation, and that's the primary and the vegetables are just subordinate, you make the bracha on the ikr, on the primary, and the subordinate just is subordinate, I guess. Does that make sense? So again, if you have a single entity food, Criteria number one is if it's a, if there's a mizonos being used in a significant way, it's mizonos. If there's no mizonos, so then you go with what are you really trying? What if, is there something that you really prefer? Is there a preferred food? There's like everything else is clearly in my mind subordinate to the primary food. So then you go with what you think the primary food is. Oftentimes you get none of that, right? That's not really. So let's say for example, a good example might be a chalent that's made out of rice. You might not have a primary food. Maybe you do. I like the meat, but maybe not. I don't know. So then what you do, the third and final criteria, which can oftentimes not be super helpful, is then you follow the majority ingredient. Whatever is the majority ingredient, which I will then ask, okay, what about Nachalant? What's the majority ingredient? You have rice and potatoes and onions and meat. It might be very hard to figure. Again, if in that Nachalant, I like the meat and everything else is just for the side, so that's what it is. But if... That's not, there's no, there's no grain product. There's no like real preferred, you know, primary ingredient that I like. So then you just go by the majority. It's very tricky. What exactly is the majority there? You have to figure it out. You got, and if you can't, so then we go back to our discussion we had last week. What do you do if you don't know the bracha on a food? So in this scenario, what I would do is do one of two things, either only have it after I had a hamotzi which we know a mozi will cover, the bread will cover everything in the meal. Or in that situation, if I really didn't know it's a chalent, do I like the rice, do I like the potatoes, do I like the meat? I don't know what the majority is. What you would do is your best bet is make a mizonos on something else, on some a different grain product, find yourself a cookie, make a adama on some vegetable, find a pepper somewhere, make a adama on that, and have a shahakal on your glass of water, and now you're good. Okay, that's really what you would do. Um, another example where this comes up, I have my personal opinion. I'm not posting anything. Question people ask is what's, what broccoli you make on sushi? Right? Sushi. I'm going to work under the assumption, I believe it is. I'm not saying everyone poskins this way, but I, I think sushi is typically understood as a single entity. You usually eat the whole thing in one bite. Certainly like a sushi salad, but even like, even though it's not necessarily cooked together, but it's really mixed. You eat it in one. It's not like separate foods that just happen to be, I don't know. I don't really see it like that. I think there are those who argue that, but I, I think like a good sushi is really, it becomes a new thing, right? Right. But what do you eat sushi for? <laughs> what, what, now again, there's no real grain, even though it's rice, but it's not a real grain. So you don't have that first criteria. Then comes the second criteria. What do you like eating in the sushi? I don't know if that's an easy question to answer. I don't know. Like, do I like the, I would argue I like the whole combination. In which case there, you, you don't have that second, you don't have that second criteria, which that's what I think, which I think then gets, also I have a, a personal opinion. I happen to think the real thing, what makes sushi sushi, I happen to think strangely enough, it's really the rice. That's what I think. But I think you'd have the third. Usually rice is the primary ingredient, is the majority ingredient in a sushi. I typically will make a mizonos on most sushi rolls, 
Not every, again, it, it, it could be, those are like the ones where there is a lot of rice in them. Some don't really have a lot of rice in them. It could be a little tricky. I don't know. You, then you want to probably make brachas on other things. Because, right, you see you see what happened there? Like, there's no real grain. It's hard to argue that, like, I'm really eating it for the fish. No, you're not. I mean, maybe you are, but, like, it's hard to really hear that. Like, is one thing, and Samantha, you disagree? Do you eat it for the fish? Okay, that's what it is. Is that the one where the fish is on top? Yeah. Like, I can't get straight sashimi, and then, like, have a sushi place. There you go. See, I know it's a tricky thing, and I know different posts will say different things. I don't know. I usually, I'll, usually I end up making multiple brachas on multiple things, but if I can't, I I personally usually make mazonos. That's that's what I sort of see it, but, like, I, I like the whole thing. I don't know. I like everything. Um, so that's the story. That's the story with single entity Mixtures and combinations. Is everyone with me so far? Okay. Let's now talk about non-single entity combinations. That means I'm eating separate foods. I'm eating them together, but it's hard to say that this is like one food. It's really two foods. I just happen to be eating them together. So if you really think about it, when I'm eating two foods together, if let's say I'm eating two foods because I like both foods independently. So there is no ichor and there is no, probably not going to be really an ichor or nor a tuffle. If I have an apple and then I drink a cup of water, you have to make two brachas. We're talking about they are somehow being combined, but not in such a way, not in such a way that they become a single entity. So it would be an example. Two foods uh, not really eaten in the same spoonful. We gave an example. I thought this was a very good example. Locks on a on on a on a cracker. Those are really. It's hard to imagine. That's called a, a single. It's not a single entity. Those are two foods. You just happen to be eating them together, but they're totally separate. They weren't cooked together. It's not like they're mixed together. You just put them together. So halakhically, we don't view that now as right? It's like, it's a now a new entity, right? Does everyone see like that? That's really the concept. The, in the first category, it's a single entity. The idea is like, it's a new food. So now I got to figure out what bracha, I know what bracha to make on an apple. I know what bracha to make on uh, graham crackers. What happens if I bake apples and graham crackers together? Now I've got, a, I don't know, an apple pie. I don't know if that's how you make an apple pie. An apple pie of sorts. So the question is, is what bracha is apple pie? It's a new, it's a new dish. It's a new food almost. But when you have two things that are really separate, I just happen to be eating them together, it's hard to, to, to argue it's a new entity. Now, one might say, okay, so make two separate brachas. These are two separate foods. The halacha is even when you have two separate foods that are is not a new entity, if I'm eating food one because of food two, you still have a scenario of ikr v'tafel. Okay, it doesn't have to just be that you've created a new food, even if in halacha we say these are two separate foods. But if you're eating A because of B, or to enhance B, you're going to still have a scenario of ikar and tafel. So what do we do? So let's go through the rules. And I want to actually just add one other thing. I should have added this earlier because this is another classic thing. So again, we said earlier, single entity would be either it's chopped really small and mixed together, or it's like, it really is mixed together like two liquids, but you know, well, that doesn't happen too often. But let's say it's either cooked together or chopped up really finely together. 
The one kind, I don't know if it's an exception, but where where this is really comes up a lot is, is again, if let's say they're they're not fine, they're just two things that are eaten together, like again, we said crackers and locks. Or another example would be a liquid that's mixed with a solid and they're not cooked together. Like cereal. So that's a little bit another. He said, oh, if it comes up in one spoonful, if I eat, let's say, chulin in one spoonful, I have salad in one spoonful, it's considered a single entity. That's true, but not if food A and food B, one's a liquid and one's a solid. Like cereal. But again, if they are cooked together, make sure we got this. If it is cooked together, it is one entity. A soup, for example. Right? Vegetables. With water, you have like a, you know, a, you know, whatever, a chicken soup or a vegetable soup, let's say. So water in and of itself, again, we'll really get, we haven't really talked about that. Uh, assuming that the broth of a vegetable soup is a shahakol, which might not, might be debatable. We didn't really talk about that yet. But let's assume that the broth of a, the, the, the broth of a vegetable soup is a shahakol. Since it was cooked with the vegetables, it is, it's, it, that's not what we're talking about. That's considered cooked together. Usually a vegetable soup, you say the what? So that's a single entity. We usually say vegetable soup. If you think about it, it will probably be a hadama because you're probably eating it for the vegetables. It's a vegetable soup after all. But let's say we talked about, let's say they're not cooked together, cereal and milk, or even a good example might be croutons that you added to a soup. Think about that for a second. It's a crouton added to the soup. It wasn't cooked together. So what do you do? You have two, these are not, it's not a single entity. These are two separate entities. You just happen to be eating them together. So what do you do? Okay. What do you do? Here are the rules. If A is enhancing B, you have two foods, and clearly A is enhancing B, the halacha is, even if they're two separate foods, but they're clearly one is, enhan is in enhancing the other. So then the rules of Icar and Tuffle, primary and subordinate apply. Let's give an easy example to start off. If let's say I have sour cream and a potato latka. I'm picking these very specifically because I want to stay out of Mizonos for a second. I've got a potato latka, which is a hadama. It's a vegetable. You know, let's assume that we talked about that. You know, let's say it really looks like potato and I'm eating it with sour cream, which is a shahakol. Now, you're clearly eating the dip for the, the latka. There's no, it's not a question, right? You're clearly eating food B for food A. There's no questions about it. So in that situation, despite the fact that it is not a single combination, the rules of Icar and Tuffle apply. So any condiment will follow that rule? Any condiment will follow that rule. Exactly. Any condiment will follow that rule. That's a perfect way of, lo of looking at it. Condiments are always, despite that they're not cooked together, they're not mixed together. Condiment's the perfect word. It's a condiment. Condiments are tuffles, period. They're subordinate. Here's the one exception. Let's say that subordinate food happens to be a Mizonos. Example, croutons in a soup. Okay, croutons in a soup. So there, because it's not, a, this is really what, this is why there's like, these are these two categories. This is the only real reason why there are two separate categories. Because the Mizonos in this scenario, the croutons in a soup, again, it's not cooked together and it's a, a liquid and a solid. So it's not really considered mixed together. 
the soup is really what you're eating. Let's say it's a vegetable soup. So the vegetable soup is going to require a hadama. But the mizonos, because mizonos is so important, does not become a tuffel, does not become subordinate. You have to make two brachas. Did you follow that? Another example, locks on a cracker. Some people, for many, this is, might be really as a matter of opinion. Some people, they really like the cracker and you just want to put a condiment. You want to put um, hummus on your cracker. The hummus is clearly a condiment. When I have locks on a cracker, I want the locks. I'm really eating the locks. I just have the cracker. It's just a little crunch to it. There's no question, at least the locks that I make. I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be like, but I like my locks. So there... The halacha is the primary food is what? The locks. It's not a mix. It's not a single entity mix. These are two separate things. The primary food is the locks. So I have to make a shahakol on that locks. But because the subordinate food is a mizonot, it's a grain, I have to make two brachas. Take some locks, take some grain, some of the cracker, and you're good to go. No. You just you, you take you have to have to have a little bit. That's it. So that's really the in other words again, category number one, single entity foods. So we have our criteria, criteria one, criteria two, criteria three. The second category is when I'm eating food one for in because of for food two. So in that scenario, we say the rules of Icar and Tuffel apply with one, it's really just an, one exception, is that a Mizonos cannot become subordinate. It doesn't become primary but it doesn't become subordinate either. And you have to make two brachas. That's really like the best way to understand these. Does that make sense? Um, with one exception. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a very important exception here. If the subordinate, so, we, so we're basically saying in two, if it's a two foods that, that it's not a single entity mixture, if the subordinate food is a Mizonos, you still have to make a brach on that Mizonos with a caveat. So it's a, an exception to this exception. The exception to the exception is if the Mizonos is really not being eaten in a significant way, similar to what we saw earlier. So for example, a um, what would be a good example? It usually doesn't come up in this scenario. Let me give a good example. Here's a good example they give. This is this is an example that people don't like because it really depends on on how you live your life. An ice cream cone, right? An ice cream, right? Thing, remember the old king cones, right? They still make them. They're terribly good and terribly unhealthy, right? So you have really you're eating the ice cream. The ice cream is no question as primary. The cone, assuming it's a, you know, a Mizonos, you need to make a Mizonos on it. It's subordinate, but since it's a cone, it's, you got to make a bracha. The post game used to say, I don't know if everyone agrees with this nowadays, is if the cone is just being used as a replacement for a cup, you're not really eating the cone. It's totally not, it's, it's not really being eaten as a, uh, so for, in contradistinction to like an ice cream sandwich. There, you want the ice cream, you want the sandwich. You probably need to make two brachas on that. An ice cream cone, there are those who have argued the cone is not really, it's not an ice cream sandwich, it's just a cup. And you just happen to be afterwards eating the cup. That's what they say. I don't know. But that would be an exception to this rule. 
Exactly. It, yeah, you don't really care for it and you're just right. Exactly. So that's what they say. Yeah. On the ice cream sandwich. So like, yeah. If it's sold together. You have the wheat on the outside and the ice cream on the inside. But if you're in uh, thing, you're kind of in a tough spot. I would take some of the the what I I would take some of the cookie part off on the top and some of the ice cream top stuff uh, from from the middle. But if you can't reach it, so I would just try to make a mizonos and something and a shock on something else. Oh yeah. <laughs> but again, once, again, once you make those two brachas, then you could just go all go straight on in. Let's go back to our example of cereal and milk. Cereal and milk, what's the bracha? Again, it's two this in halacha, it's not considered a single entity. They're two separate things. It would be considered a, a, a two separate things. What bracha would you make on cereal and milk? So, again, assuming the cereal, well, let's 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 go through it. If the cereal is the type of cereal that you make a hot dama on, or it's not really a grain, for example, Rice Krispies. So even though we talked about last week or two weeks ago, maybe you make Mizonos on Rice Krispies, maybe you don't, maybe you don't. Most people, when they eat cereal and milk, it doesn't really matter. The primary food clearly is the cereal. You're just eating milk to enhance because dry cereal isn't as good. You add milk to make it, give it a better crunch. So in that scenario, almost all... The, the halacha is cereal and milk. You make one bracha. The bracha on the cereal and the milk is considered a tuffle. Rabbi, what happens if after I finish eating the cereal, I've got the bowl left in the milk and I know what all of you do. I know what every single one of you do. You right, do that whole thing. You, animals, you all of you. Where's your humanity and godless Adam? I'm joking. God forbid. Right? You drink some of the milk afterwards. It doesn't matter. Even in that scenario, they usually will say, even though it's not a single mixture, uh, they say it's still a tough. That's what they say. So that's really the story. There's one, um, I guess, one one last thing. If again, if you have two foods and you eat both of them together, and they're one is not really enhancing the other, I'm not really sure what an example of that would be. And assuming neither of them are Amazon, in other words, you have two foods, you have to eat both of them at the same mouthful. They're not mixed together. So they're not like a single entity, but it's neither one of them is Mizonos and neither, you can't say like, I'm, I'm eating one as subordinate to the other. I don't know. You put a piece of cheese on an apple. Not really sure why you would do that. But again, you need, again, assuming, if, what's that? It's delicious. So assuming you did that and I like, I don't know. It's not like I like, it's meaning neither one of them are a condiment. So you need to make two brachas. It's not again the principle of Iker and Tuffle is one of it's it's if it's a new entity, it's a single entity. So you, you don't make two brachas on one food. It's one food. A trail mix is always tricky. Is that considered one? Presumably, are you eating all of them at one time? It's like one spoonful. Then that's a single entity. But if yeah, I think so, what's that? Yeah, again, it, but if you're eating them separately, I think then it might. Yeah, you might. Yeah, it's kind of right. These are going to be matters of application. This is where the application, as I mentioned when I started, it's so tricky. I don't know what the. <clears throat> so, so, like, let's say an ex that example of, of cheese and, and an apple, if I like both of them, I don't really have a preference. So, it's not, if you really think about it, I've got two foods, 
neither of them is a subordinate or a primary. So go make two brachas. Why is that different than if I would eat them in, you know, not in one bite, but in two alternating bites? It's the same thing. The concept of ikr and, and tuffle is exactly what the translation of the words are. Subordinate <laughs> to a primary. If there is no subordinate and there's no primary, if there, if it's one food, so by definition, something is subordinate to something else. You don't make two brachas on one food. But if it's two separate foods, so now you have to ask which is subordinate to which. That's just a matter of preference. There's really just one exception. If a mizonos is a pri- is a subordinate, you have to make a bracha on that as well. But if I'm eating both of these foods because I just like both of those foods and neither is enhancing the other, you have to make two brachas because it's not a scenario of ikar and tafel. Does that make sense? One final halacha, and then we'll call it night. There's a third. So those are really our two in, in your lifetime. Though That's going to be these two categories, single entities and combinations. That's going to be 99.99% of your interaction with the world of Iker and Tuffle, subordinate and, and uh, primary foods. There is a third category that comes up a lot in halacha. My experience is it never comes up practically. But I do want to just flag it just so... You know, it doesn't catch anyone by surprise. The one exception is the, the way the, the term the, this book calls it, they call it an absolute tuffle. We talk about a condiment. A condiment, I like the condiment. I like the mayonnaise. I just like the, I like it on a slice of pepper. But I do like, I'm eating the mayonnaise, not not just like totally on its own. I, I like I like mayonnaise and I like mayonnaise on the pepper. There are some situations where the, the the subordinate food that you're eating, you're only eating it. It's like totally being eaten because of food number one. The example that they give is the, that halacha always talks about is let's say you had a uh, a shot of whiskey and you need to chase it with something. All right. They call it a chaser. So usually you chase it with a drink. But let's say a drink or you chase it. Let's say you had um, a shot of whiskey. And you want to chase it with a donut because it's like the the whiskey was so strong. You just need to put something in your mouth afterwards, right? It's hard to exactly describe why that's different than two foods that are just, you know, ones and a half. But it's like considered totally subordinate to the whiskey. You're only eating it because I need to like balance out the whiskey. It's not a condiment. It's the whiskey was so strong. I need to, you know, cool down my mouth, something like that. In those kinds of scenarios, I don't think I've ever done that ever in my life, but in those kinds of scenarios, there are two added halachas that change. Number one, it doesn't even have to be eaten in the same bite. It's like, it's not, in, in no sense is it a combination. I ate food one, and then I put food one down, and now I'm eating food two. It's totally A follows B, or B follows A. So, which isn't really what we say in most, you know, you know combinations. But number two is, even if it's a mizonos, even if actually if it's bread, the halacha is if it's an absolute tuffle, you don't need to make a bracha on it. It's totally subordinate to the first food. So that would be a little tricky because you're going to have to make, you probably didn't make a bracha on the pill. Pills are a little different because it's not really a food. So you, then you would have to make a bracha on that. But let's say, I don't the example they ate is they had you had spicy fish and now... I can remember one time where it actually happened to me in my life, but I had already washed, so it didn't make a difference. I was at my friend's house. He was a, a Moroccan Jew, 
and my, my one of my best friends in high school and his dad, God bless him. He's like, try, he's like, try the, the, the salmon. Here's my lesson to all of my, anyone within earshot. When at Moroccan Jews houses, do not eat the salmon. Stuff was 8,000 degrees hot. I almost died. It was so hot. My head exploded. And like, I, I had to eat something. Or my, my head would have just fallen off. So there, I was like the one experience I actually remember where I ate challah. Right? They always say don't drink water. Water, water makes it worse. I don't, I don't know what kind of nuclear toxic waste was inside of this salmon, but I had to eat bread to cool down my mouth. In that scenario, had I even had I not washed, I could just eat that bread. Don't even make a bracha. Okay. That happened to me. Well, I'm trying to think. That's probably the only time I've had even that case. So that would be an example. This does not really come up very often. It's been my experience. Times the Gemara, apparently it did because it is discussed in the halacha, but you should be aware of it um, in case it ever comes up or just academically to be aware of it. Those are the rules of ikr and tafel of primary and subordinate foods. This stuff comes up all the time. And you should probably hopefully have a lot of questions. Rabbi, what's the story with fill in the blank type of food. And what we're going to do is we're going to be like, I don't know, let me try to think about it or look it up or ask someone. Um, these things come up all the time. If you ever go in, in yeshiva dining rooms, what happens 90% of the time is, is you know, everyone's trying to figure out what bracha you 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 like you make under their different foods. And I always said yeshiva guy etiquette is never go over to someone and say, what bracha did you just make on that? That's like inappropriate. I don't know. I don't put the guy in this spot. Like, I don't, yeah, really? Oh, oh, you made a hadama. Can you explain and justify <laughs> You evil, bad person that you haven't like gone through all the books and hocked it out with every rabbi. No, I'm joking. But um, I'm, I'm just in, in, all, in all seriousness, you should you should hopefully have a lot of questions of this stuff. And they come up and you try to get clarity. That's my story. You've been listening to the Jewish Living Podcast with Rabbi Nahal Math. Please do us a favor and like and share this podcast, ask a question, or leave a comment.